back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. This is your host, Charles. Nerd with a Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Tonight's episode, we are going to talk about The Orville, American television dramedy from the creator of Family Guy, one Mr. Seth MacFarlane. And he also stars in the show as protagonist Ed Mercer, an officer in the Planetary Union's line of exploratory space vessels in the 25th century. And this episode has been a long time coming. I hope you'll stay tuned. Next. Legend has it, in early 1900, a young lady was raped, murdered, and hung under the Hogback Bridge in Hermitage, Pennsylvania. To this day, if you drive up to the bridge after midnight, turn your car off, leave your keys on the bridge, after five minutes, your car will not start. A green light will come up from underneath the bridge towards your car, or worse yet, the ghost of the murdered girl is in the back seat of your car. This and many other stories can be found on Ghosts in the Valley podcast available on iTunes and all other downloaded sites. This is Al Cooley from Ghosts in the Valley. Do you love a good story? If you do, check out Stories of Your and Yours. I'm Sean Ennis and each week on Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic short story, adding music and sound effects to bring those stories new life. The back catalog features stories by the likes of Edgar Allan Poe, Kurt Vonnegut, Rudyard Kipling, Mark Twain, Ray Bradbury, and many more. And in addition to classic short stories, I feature original stories by you, the listener. So if you do love a good story, give stories of your, that's Y-O-R-E, and yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, a listen today. And visit the show at SYY Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to submit your own stories, requests for classic short stories, or just to say hi. That's stories of your and yours, available wherever you get your podcasts. Indie Blast Podcast Network. And now it's time for a segment we're calling Voicemails with Friends. Hey-ya! Hey guys, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies Podcast, giving a big shout-out to my main man, Charles, at Nervophone Podcast. Tune in, dial in, listen to his podcast, it's good value. He's a nice guy too. So, enjoy your ear candy and have a great day. Peace out, yeah. Hi folks, you're listening to Nerd with Phone Podcast. And we would like to invite you to please check out our Patreon page. And we have tiers as low as $1 over there. If you're enjoying the show, please consider doing so. We're on over the phone next. All right, and we're getting into it now. Yep. All right, and let me just say from this point on, 
spoiler alerts are in full effect for the Oroville. So if you haven't seen it yet, I advise get yourself some Hulu, <laughs> get the Hulu app, and watch the Oroville. Because reportedly, when season three does finally grace the planet, it will be a Hulu original exclusive. And the status of uh, season three would appear to be in uh, flux at this time due to mm -hmm, SARS COVID 2, because of which everyone now has plenty of time to catch up on TV shows they may have missed. And the Orville should be on the top of your list, in this humble nerd's opinion. Okay, so what is the Orville and why should you care? The Orville is set on the titular USS Orville, code number ECV-197, a mid-level exploratory space vessel in the Planetary Union, a 25th century interstellar alliance of Earth and many other planets. And on the ship are a very rogues gallery, a motley crew of crew, as it were, led by Mr. Seth MacFarlane as Captain Ed Mercer, who is the commander of the Orville. Mercer was an up-and-coming officer on the fast track to commanding his own cruiser by age 40. However, during the year following the end of his marriage due to his wife Kelly's adultery, he is cited for being lax of performance in his duties and for being hung over while on duty. Eventually, he is informed that the Orville, a mid-level exploratory ship, needs a new commanding officer and that he is the man for the job. Alright, so what is the Orville about? Well, the Orville is inspired by several science fiction sources, but its main inspiration is the original Star Trek as well as the Next Generation, and both of which it heavily, heavily, heavily parodies and homages. The show follows the crew of the Orville on episodic adventures. There have been two seasons. 2017 to 2018 and 2018 to 2019 and there is a third scheduled to air on Hulu later this year as we already stated all right and in the interest of uh, full disclosure and longtime listeners you already know but I am a big big Star Trek fan as well as a Star Wars fan and um I initially resisted everything about the Orville um, because I didn't, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know that uh, Seth MacFarlane um, was going to treat this with respect. It felt like he was just uh, going to make fun of Star Trek and be crass and everything like that. And that isn't at all the uh, show. That we wound up getting. And um, I think it's kind of divided the fan base uh, between regular Trek fans and Seth MacFarlane fans because I think Seth MacFarlane fans wanted him to go even further. And I think Star Trek fans um, wanted him to go more Star Trek. So we'll see how season three uh, susses out, how it turns out to be. But. Uh, these first two seasons, I have enjoyed 
immensely. And of note as well, I have not uh, seen any of the new Star Trek stuff on CBS All Access either. So I'd be interested in knowing uh, the opinions from people that have seen that. Like, I mean, is the Orville more Star Trek than the current Star Trek? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Postmate it. There are 24 hours in a day. One third of the day is spent in bed. And why not be in the most comfortable you can get? Layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress. They are copper infused and flippable. That's right, flippable. If you like a harder mattress, use one side. If you like a softer mattress, flip it over and voila. And the great thing about Layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights. That's right, four months. And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. Do you have a taste for the creative side of life? Or a need to share your art with others? If so, Redbubble.com has you covered. Redbubble was born in 2006 in Melbourne, Australia. The dream was simple. Give independent artists a meaningful way to sell their creations. Today, they connect over 700,000 artists and designers across the planet with millions of passionate fans. So if you're creative and like money, why not open a shop on Redbubble in just minutes today? It's free. Just go ahead and upload your art and leave the rest to them. They arrange for printing on over 60 quality products to almost everywhere on earth. They'll get it there. And that sounds great for the price, right? But perhaps you instead would like to support independent artists. Redbubble also has you covered there. If you're the type who likes to buy cool independent art, it seems obvious that Redbubble needs to be on your list of places to support independent art. For more information or to sell or purchase great art, click the link in the show notes or go over to www.redbubble.com. That's R-E-D-B-U-B-B-L-E.com today. Redbubble, bringing more creativity to the world. Alrighty, thank you for sticking through those commercial breaks. And um, as you can tell, I am actually very excited to share 
my like and love of the Orville with you guys. Um, um, because it surprised me. I thought I absolutely was convinced I was going to hate it, and it turned out I didn't. So, here we go. Time to get nerdified. All right. <clears throat> A little bit of history about the show. Um, Seth MacFarlane originally wrote the Orville as what is called a spec script, which was given a 13-episode order by Fox on May 4th, 2016, making it the first live-action television series created by McFarlane. Following the project's green light, McFarlane stated, I've wanted to do something like this show ever since I was a kid, and the timing finally feels right. I think this is going to be something special. According to McFarlane, the Orville was inspired by the Twilight Zone and Star Trek. He also incur he was also encouraged to sell the series due to the success of things like Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool. On November 2nd, 2017, Fox renewed the series for a second season. On November 15, it was reported that one of the one of the 13 episodes for season 1 would be held back and instead aired during the second season due to a gap in broadcast dates caused by the broadcaster's lengthy Christmas programming. The episode, Primal Urges, was a sequel to About a Girl. On December 10, 2018, it was reported that the California Film Commission had approved a $15.8 million of tax credits for potential for a potential third season. And there is, of course, tons more to find out about the Orville and everything. We're going to have to wait and see what Season 3 holds in store. Um, it's one of those kind of things. I mean, how far is he going to take it? Is he going to push the envelope even further? Um, he probably will, with it being a Hulu original and everything, which is going to satisfy McFarlane fans. If you're a fan of Family Guy, then you know um, he has no issue in um, doing that kind of thing. But I think some Family Guy fans, some uh, some of them are going to wind up being uh, disappointed, I, I feel. Because I, I, I truly feel like I underestimated how much of a Star Trek fan Seth MacFarlane is. And I feel like he's probably going to lean hard into that. But uh, don't distrust my opinion. Uh, season 2 received a 100% approval rating, and as it was reported by Rotten Tomatoes, with an average of 7.6 out of 10 based off of 13 reviews at the time. The website's critic consensus states, Fun, focused, and surprisingly thoughtful, the Orville's second season makes good use of its talented crew. Alright, so I mean, you know, and it's interesting to talk about uh, based on the fact that there seems to be a very wide gap between professional critics and the general audiences, and this isn't the first time this has happened on anything in entertainment, right? But, I mean, the the thing is, I don't remember much else uh, that had such a wide divide. Um, <clears throat> because audiences, when you actually sit down and you watch the thing, 
I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. But uh, critics just hate the show. And I really can't see why. Other than it has to be uh, Seth MacFarlane himself. And we're going to paraphrase one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Angry Joe of the Angry Joe Show. And his The Orville Mid-Season Review. Host Joe Vargas noted the gulf between the response among critics and viewers, contrasting the Rotten Tomatoes' 19% approval rating from professional critics to the 91% viewer approval rating. Vargas compared this to Star Trek Discovery, which received an 83% rating from critics, but fairly low audience scores, which came out to be approximately 54% and stated that Star Trek fans, at least the ones that watched the Angry Joe show, like the Orville way more than they like Star Trek Discovery. Well, I guess that sort of answers my questions, right? But yeah, audiences love this thing in the ratings on regular, on regular air. After its premiere on Sunday, September 10, 2017, the show moved to Thursday nights at 9 p.m., in its first broadcast in the new time slot, the Orville became Fox's highest-rated Thursday 9 p.m. broadcast in over two years. After taking into account DVR and video on demand, the Orville was Fox's most viewed drama debut since the premiere of Empire back in 2015. We all know the juggernaut that was Empire. We Many like to pretend that Empire was you know, overrated or whatever, but, um, yeah, it, it, the numbers, the numbers. <laughs> Stars might lie, but the numbers never do. But this is not meant to indicate that it wasn't, uh, enjoyed by critics at all. Um, International Film and Music Critics Association Awards Best Original Score for Television for Bruce Broughton and John Deadme and Joel McNeil and Andrew Cote. They won for International Film Music Critics Association. And then they were nominated for Best Makeup, Hairstyles, uh, Best uh, Maxwell Weinberg Publicist Showmanship Award, uh, Saturn Awards. They won for Best Science Fiction Television Series. And, I mean, they also won Outstanding Visual Effects Episodic over 13 episodes for the Hollywood Professional Association Awards. So, I mean, yeah, check out the Orville. You're going to have a fun time and uh, <laughs> just give it a chance. That's all I can really say. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, thank you, and I hope you had a fun time. We'll be back next Thursday night at 11.59 p.m. with another fun episode for you. Also, want to keep reminding everybody, I am Dragonfire291 over on the Xbox Live if you want to do some gaming, we can do that too. Peace. Indie Blast Podcast Network.